Friday night can wait on the September 5th and put on a great show and a great performance. And I will say thank you. Thank you very much to Errol. Now let's go to Philadelphia with Angel Garcia. Angel, what must Danny do in order to get the win over Errol Spence Jr. on December 5th? Well, you know, we're not going to look at, look, uh, you know, I never look at tape from past fight from Danny's opponent. So we're not going to learn none from Dan, him and uh, Garcia, Mikey. No, you can't learn none from that. And what I do is when I train Danny, I focus on Danny. I don't worry about looking at video because I'm not, I, I'm hopeless against that. I can't change nothing that they got over there. I know what I can make Danny better. So we've been working on things that's going to, we're going to dictate the fight. First of all, we're going to be on top of him. So we're not going to do like Mikey did. You know, he ran, you know, all night. You know, he was glad he was out of there. <laughs> you know, he was, he was glad he took the check home, I bet. But we're not looking at that. We're looking at going to Texas in Dallas, in Dallas Stadium, because, you know, they got a little rival, the Eagles against Dallas. So we're going out there, we're going to sit on their helmet. On Dallas Stadium, we're going to sit on their helmet after Danny wins the title. So I can't tell you what we got, but we're going to bring anything he got. We're going to respond to anything he brings to the table. Not disrespecting the man, because I got to respect him as a fighter. I got to respect him as a fighter. But just because you see two L's on Danny, because I'm not going to sugarcoat him. It was all bullshit politics. Can I curse? Can I curse? Uh, Kel Kelly, that's a question for Kelly Swanson. Well, I just make sure. I want to make sure that I don't get beat. But you're not going to be professional, too. So let's get back to Danny. You know, we got two L's. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But it was a lot of crap calling me, you know, politics, calling me racist and all that dumb crap that came with it. You know what I'm saying? But this time around, in Dada, we're not going to put it in the judge's hands. It's not going to be in the judge's hands no more. Danny got to do what he got to do. And December 5th, we're going to Dallas because, first of all, we chose to fight him in Dallas. So make people understand that he ain't the A side like they say he is. You know, it's both sides. You know what I mean? Danny makes calls too. And another thing that I'll make sure that's there too is world judges. We want world judges. We ain't going with local judges to make it fair. And at the end of the day, after we take care of that, and then Danny's got to go in there and do his thing with, his, with these two right here, the ones he got. Because he's not going over the handicap. He got two hands like he does. And anything Spurs, uh, uh, Spence brings to the table, we're going to respond to anything he brings. So that whatever they bring, whatever they got in mind, I, I'm hopeless. I can't. That's their team over there. I got to respect that. But I know what we bring. We bring we bringing a great fight December 5th. Thank so you very I much, need, Angel. I need, I need the world to know Danny's no opponent. Don't get that twisted. Mm -hmm. He's no opponent. He got two wells, yeah, but you yes, got to respect him. Um, 39, this one 39 is... fights. And we wasn't pampered. What I mean by that is that Danny didn't have it easy in this game. All eyes against him. He should have been the Olympian 2018. But we got sent up the river too. So they want him to be the Alton. Just in case you didn't have that in the resume. I got you. Well, you know I, I, mean? I appreciate it, Angel. People think that Danny just came from from uh, you know little woods in philly you know what i'm saying danny he came here because he fought to come here and danny fought top fighters when he was coming up when he was six and oh do the resume 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya and two pounds Stevie. 16 0 with a 28 guy. Eight, 11 loss, 18 KO Southpaw. And Danny destroyed in front of my best fighter in the world with uh, Alexi Alguello. Angel, we'll come back to you. Let's go over to Derek right, James. We appreciate the passion and how much you believe in your son. Yet, and no. now let's go to uh, to Derek James, this who also believes. This the big man talking. We working with in... the big man. <laughs> this ain't Derek, me. Let's, this is uh, big man. Derek, can we go ahead and I want to get your thoughts on the fact that, you know, Errol Spence is coming off of a 14-month layoff. But the one thing that you told me, Derek, is that Errol is hitting harder now than he ever has been. Can you elaborate on that, Derek? Yeah, I mean, he's coming from the He's going to be there, man. He's doing great. You know, I Now let's go to Danny Garcia. We're having a, some issues with the mics, but we're going to get that rectified. But we'll go back to Danny Garcia. Danny, for you, in, in your mind, what do you have to do in this fight against Errol Spence Jr. in order to claim the victory? Also, from the oddsmaker standpoint, you are the underdog heading into this matchup. Does that give you extra motivation? You know, I've been an underdog my whole career, so, you know, that's not new to me. You know, I'm used to playing that role. That's the role they gave me. But, you know, I just have to go in there and be myself. I have to go in there and be um, Danny Garcia, you know, believe in myself 100% mentally and physically, go in there, fight round by round, make adjustments, and dig deep. And, you know, that's what a true champion is made of, and that's what I that's what I plan on doing come December 5th. Thank you very much to Danny Garcia. Now your adversary, Errol Spence Jr., down in the Dallas area. The once again just had, you know, the the new father. Congratulations, Errol, on on your newborn. Sure. I know that that is, uh, you know, that's wonderful to see. But you're coming off of, of that layoff, Errol. You know, are you concerned at all about ring rust? And, and you mentioned that you wanted to fight. You did not want a tuna fight coming out in your next fight. I mean, you're coming off of that that car accident. You're the 14 month layoff, but. You just seem to want any and all challengers. Why Danny Garcia? Um, like I said, I picked Danny Garcia just so I can rise up to the occasion. You know, I feel like, you know, he was a great fighter, you know, and I still in my favor off a car crash. And I'm still, you know, the top dog in the division, top guy in the division. So, you know, I feel like he will make me, he will make, he will, he will, I will show that I'm just a great fighter. And um, he's a great opponent. Um, his dad gets me hype. Just you know, him saying how they're gonna dictate the pace and how you gonna, you know, come forward and throw punches and this and that and come take the belt from me in my hometown. You know, every time I fight in my hometown, I either got a knockout or just shut out win. So I'm 100 percent ready for anything they bring to the table with the come forward with the box 
is just stand there and fight. We can do whatever they need to do. But at the end of the day, I'm going to listen to my coach, dictate the pace. And I'm not going to get into the little heads game like with Sean Porter and things like that. Because I fought Sean Porter game and I beat him at his own game. You know, I'm sure his dad want me to, you know, stand there and slug with Danny Garcia. And he got a rock, rock dog chin. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win, win the fight. I want to go with Derek because we were having some mic issues. But Derek, with you, in terms of you told me that Errol is hitting harder now than he ever has been. What do you feel is the key to success in that regard? Derek, Derek, I'm sorry, it's Kelly. If your microphone is not working, it's hard to hear you. We're going to have to just try to fix it on the ground there. If the camera people could fix it on the ground and we'll hold questions for Derek, please. I'm sorry. Could you take out one of the AirPods? We can hear AirPods. Put the other one back in, I think. We hear you too, camera lady. So if you yeah, can, it has to be his. Tell her to get off. Her sound is fine. We're recording this, please. So let's right, let, let's go ahead and open it up to uh, questions, Kelly. I believe we want to open it up for questions for the media as we get uh, that rectified. But let's open it up for uh, questions, if that's okay with you guys from the media. As we will go ahead and have the media ask questions. By all means, make sure that you are in queue and get ready to come out with your questions for Danny Garcia and Errol Spence and their trainers. Yeah, for any media that would like to ask a question, please hit the raise hand button and then we'll come to you. Um, our first question is gonna come from Eric Woodyard. Eric, you can go ahead and unmute yourself and ask your question. What's up? How you doing, Earl? Uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Just for you, you talked about not wanting to tune up fight and taking these risks, man. Do you feel like at this point in your career, you need these type of fights to continue to cement your legacy and take these these risks? Because a lot of guys don't want to take these type of risks. So for you, like you say, jumping right out, you know, what does that mean for you? Are you feeling that urgency to make this these type of statements at this point in your career? Uh, definitely, man. It's, it's up to me to make, you know, make that big splash, you know, especially coming from my car accident. Everybody expected me, you know, take a lesser opponent, but me taking a lesser opponent, that was back when I when I made my pro debut in my first 10 fights and things like that. Now I want to fight the top guys in the division. I finally got to that spot where I could fight, you know, the big names and the guys I've been yearning to fight for. So now the time is time that I'm not going to you know, go backwards. I'm just go forward and fight the top guys that I've been wanting to fight since I was like 14, 15, and up. Since I want to try to get a book. All right, good luck, man. All right, thanks, Eric. Our next question is going to come from Jamil Parker. Jamil, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Okay, um, this is for Earl. Um, Southpaws are are aqua fighters. They normally um, hit with straight rights and left hooks. We all know that Danny Garcia possesses power in both. How will you negate that during the fight? I watch the fight and tune in. Are you gonna come buy a ticket? 
But, I mean, we, we got a game plan for everything, so I'm not worried about no little left hook or right hook or, you know, anything that he comes with. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Jamil. Our next question is going to come from Jake Donovan. Jake, you can unmute yourself and ask a question. Great, thank you very much. My question is actually for Danny. Um, Danny, a lot of people are, for some reason, they're making a big deal about the fact that you're getting this fight after Errol's accident, but you actually wanted this fight well before. I mean, you were in the ring when Errol beat John Porter. How much of it was you seeing something in Errol that you can exploit versus just you always want to challenge yourself against the best? You know, I'll, I'll, after the Mikey fight and, uh, you know, the Porter fight, you know, I saw some holes in his game and I felt like, you know, it's a good opportunity for me to, you know, become champion again. So, and he's, you know, he's a great champion. I'm a great champion. And I feel like these type of fights bring out the best in Danny Garcia. You know, they make me run that extra mile. They make me spar that extra round. They make me eat the right meals. And they gave me the extra motivation I need. And I feel like this is the type of fight that's going to bring out the best in me. And that's why I wanted it. Uh, great. Thanks so much, Danny. Best of luck. Carol, best of luck to you as well. All right. Thanks, Jake. Our next question is going to come from Jandra LaBeouf. Jandra, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Thank you. Um, my first question is for Errol. When you, you're a fight fan as well as a fighter, when you look at a fighter like Danny, do you learn more from his wins or do you learn more about him from his losses? I mean, definitely learn more from the wins. I mean, like I said, he has a lot of great wins. Like great victories, and I mean, you learn a lot from just different fights. Some losses and some wins. Maybe you get tired of shot for the fight, but you learn from the fights in the past, too. I am a lot of people sometimes like that, so. I mean, I don't really have to watch those fights because, I mean, I'm a student of the game. I'm a fan of the sport. So that's all I do anyway, is watch boxing. So I didn't watch Danny Garcia fights Okay, thank you. And Danny, a question for you. Um, Angel mentioned earlier that he thought Mikey Garcia ran the whole fight against Spence. When you look at Spence in that fight, what do you think he was most effective at and what he did well in that fight? You know, I felt like he was the, he was the bigger, uh, better man that night. I felt like, you know, Mikey has great skill, but I think the size difference and he just let his hands go and he, Mikey didn't have an answer. So Mikey kind of froze. Um, and he just he just won every round, you know, just by letting his hands go. You know, Mikey didn't take no risk, but um, you know, Mikey did some good things in there. He held his ground well. Um, he landed some good counter punches, and um, and those are things that, that I'm taking um, into consideration, you know, for this camp. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck to both of you. Andrew, next question. Andrew, any more questions? What the heck did happen? Oh my God. Well, why are we go ahead and oh, do that? Sorry about uh, that. Sorry about that, guys. Ben, baby, our next question will come from you. If you want to unmute yourself and ask your question, 
Yeah, for sure. Errol and, uh, and Errol, can y'all hear me okay? Awesome. Yes, hey, we can. Fire away. Awesome. Hey, Errol, you know, quick question. I think all of us know about the accident, kind of what occurred. In, in some way, was was that a real wake-up call for you and kind of what, you know, you needed to do in and out of the ring? I mean, how did that kind of affect you moving forward uh, after you had the accident and everything that happened? I mean, it really didn't do nothing. It just made me more focused, uh, made me hungrier, and gave me the same hunger that I had, you know, before I won the world title. So um, it just made me more focused, more hungry, made sure I kept my weight down. And, you know, basically, before I was probably coming to, coming to camp, you know, when it was just a training camp and I had a fight lined up. But now I'm actually, you know, training year-round and, you know, making it a priority more than just, you know, okay, I got to fight now. I got to start training. Now I'm training ahead of time instead of just waiting to the last minute. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Ben. Our next question will come from Carlos Toro. Carlos, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. You know, first question to Errol, you know, obviously, you know, you're back in the fold, you're training and everything, but how did it feel just getting into that first sparring session, that first gym session after the accident and preparing for the fight? How did it feel to you just kind of getting back in the fold, you know, physically and mentally? Um, at first, the first time I sparred, it felt, it felt kind of weird. No, I'm not going to lie. It felt real weird. But um, after probably like the third or fourth, you know, sparring session, everything was just clicking. And now I'm just I'm sharp as a tag now. So, you know, everything's back to normal. Um, you know, I, I feel like I wouldn't have no ring rust at all come December 5th. Hey, hey, quick, quick, yeah, quick, Derek, how did Errol, how has Errol looked so far in this training camp, kind of after that initial phase where he was just trying to just get back into the rhythm of things? When he was getting back to the rhythm and finding himself in the ring, he still was looking good. But I think it was the level of comfort that came in that made the difference. I mean, so it's like uh, he still looked good from the first day spot to each day after that. But when I think when you get more comfortable with um, just being back in the ring, being back home or whatever, it's uh, you can see a difference. It looks amazing. It looks good. You, everybody will see on December fifth what you know what who he really is. One quick question to Danny. You know, Danny, I know Angel was talking about the fact that you know bringing in world judges and not local judges. And you've had the two very close losses on the scorecards to Sean Porter and to Keith Thurman. Do you kind of look at this fight against Errol and believe that there is a sense of urgency or more pressure to kind of take the fight out of the judges' hands, even, you know, with trying to bring in uh, different judges to try to make the fight as fair as possible? Do you feel like a knockout is more of a priority this time around? You know, my job is to fight. At the end of the day, my job is to fight. I can't go in there and worry about judges you know the judges are going to do what they do they're going to score the fight my job is to put 110 percent in the gym and know that when i go in there come fight night i'll be ready you know that's my job my job is to fight and win rounds and win fights um the judges are not in my mind you know i can't worry about that that's just a that's just a distraction so at the end of the day i'm worried about danny garcia being ready and going in there handling my business and that's the only thing i know how to do Thanks, gentlemen. Best of luck to the both of you. Come fight night. All right. Thanks, Carlos. 
Our next question will come from Marcos Villegas. Marcos, please unmute yourself and you can ask away. Hello, Danny. Hello, Angel, Derek, and uh, Errol. Hope uh, you guys have all been well. I'm going to ask uh, both Errol and Danny uh, this question. Um, and Danny, you could answer first. Um, when you look at this matchup, like, honestly, like, why do you feel you can win this? Like, what, what do you see there in your own game that will give you the decision or the knockout win in this fight? And, and that same question goes to Errol. You know, I feel like, I feel like I'm a great fighter. You know, I'm a great fighter. And, uh, you know, I've been in these type of fights before. These type of fights motivate me. You know, I know what, I know what I'm built of. I know what I'm built of. As long as I get 100% in the gym and stay mentally and physically ready, I know no one can beat me. And uh, when Danny Garcia is focused like that, I know he's a dangerous man. And I believe I can beat anybody in the sport. Errol, can I get um, your thoughts as to why you think uh, you will win this fight or, or that something that you possess that you feel that Danny won't be able to handle the night of the fight? Uh, I just feel like I'm the champ and at the end of the day, I'm just a, I'm just a fighting motherfucker. It doesn't matter. If it's inside, outside, I can just fight. So I just feel like if it, if it gets down to the wire and we got to lock it up, I feel like I'm going to come out on top because I know how to dig down deep and I know how to just fight. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Marcos. Our next question is going to come from John Cudney. John, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hey, guys. So this is a question first for Errol and uh, Derek. Uh, the country has been going through a long series of like lockdowns. COVID-19 has been um, awful. Just uh, wondering what it means to you guys to fight in front of a live crowd at Cowboy Stadium for this fight. Me, it means, you know, it means everything, just fighting at home and, you know, everything that everybody's been going through right now. And, um, you know, I just wish everybody that, that's going to come out, you know, be safe, wear your mask, you know, have, you know, follow the social distancing protocols and things like that. And I feel like it'll be a smooth night. Fight at home and be at home and fight a great fighter like this. And, you know, put on a great performance is, is, is amazing because I think that it only builds a legend. It only builds your stock. And, and to be able to perform at home in front of a live audience is very uh, difficult to do. But at the same time, as for other people who are difficult for them because Errol's been able to perform and do well in front of their audience, and we love that. So we love the energy. We love uh, everything that the city brings us, from people from all over the world. To everybody in Dallas, we love the energy. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Those are great answers. Okay, uh, questions for uh, Danny and Angel. So um, I'm going to ask a cynical question, but I'm interested to hear your honest answer. So you guys had already agreed to this fight, you know, as Jake mentioned earlier, but, you know, how are you approaching this now that Errol has been through the car accident? Does it give you potentially, you know, extra confidence or a different approach knowing he might have lost some speed off his fastball? Now nah, we're taking this. We're taking this fight. You know, he's a he's a champion, so we're taking this fight 100% serious. We're not we're not banking on no, you know, car accident or or layoff and all those type of things. Um, we're taking this 100% serious. Like I said before, we we wanted this fight on January 25th. You know, things happen. Then the COVID happened, so 
we just had to stay um, focused and, you know, the world had to weather the COVID storm and all the crazy things is going on in the world. But now the fight's finally here. You know, we're three and a half weeks away. And, you know, I feel like camp is going great and we're going to go in there and have great performance. You, you Angel, understand. any thoughts? Yeah. yeah. You got to understand, like Danny said, it was, it was uh, for January when we fought Ray Car, I mean, Ray Catch was supposed to be uh, spent, but then he got into that tragedy. But that's the past. So we're not looking at the accident because we're not doctors. He's cleared by medical. His team say he's good. Everybody else saying he's good. To us, he's good. We can't worry about that. That's something that it doesn't make the fight better or worse. We're not going to go in there thinking that he was in a car accident, that we got the advantage. We're not falling for that booby trap. That's a booby trap. All we know that we're going, and, and uh, for the COVID too, the reason we chose uh, Dallas, Texas, because uh, they got fans, or so we wanted fans. If not, it would have been somewhere else. You know, and, and as, long as, like, like, as long as the people follow protocol, and you know, not that I'm saying that it's not real, it's epidemic, all they give you is a fever for 10 days, not like it's gonna kill you. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how the country is shut down over a fever. But we've been through worse in the past, so. <laughs> It's not the first time America ever had a, 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 a virus, okay? So, like, as long as you follow the protocol, you wear your little mask or whatever you want to wear, then you're good. But we're not worrying about that. We, we, we hopeless against protocol. We hopeless against masks. All we know is December 5th, we're going to go to Dallas. We're going to fight Spence and Danny. We're going to fight, and we're coming home victorious. That's all we got to worry about. Everything else, push to the side. It don't mean nothing to us. Like, it don't mean nothing. I, I, I had cancer. I had an accident. I had a motorcycle accident. And I'm here. So as long as you get medical clearance from a doctor, we ain't going over there thinking he, got a, he had an accident. We're going to go in there and smack him around. He's done. You know, we got to respect him. He's a champ. So we're going in there. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight December 5th. And we're going to have a great fight. And at the end of that night, and now new, and that's how it's going to work out. Okay, thanks right. a lot, guys. Great answers. Thank you. All right, yep. Thanks, John. We're going to have just a couple more media ask questions here. Our next question is going to come from Ellie Secbag. Ellie, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hey guys, great to see. You. I'm so excited about this fight. It's one of the biggest fight this year. What for both Danny and for Earl? What do you guys do? great and what does your opponent do great you want me to go first yeah you go yeah uh, yeah I, I you know i feel like I, I do everything great you know at the end of the day i feel like i'm a true champion i make adjustments you know i could bang it out i could box um i feel like i use my jab and you know i i, I feel like that's why i'm a three-time world champion because you know i face many styles southpaws bangers boxers, sluggers, been the underdog, and, you know, I came out on top. So I feel like these are the type of fights that, that bring out the best in me. Well, I Thanks, feel like, Danny. You know, things Danny do great is, you know, um, he counter punches well. Um, got nice, sharp, short hooks. You know, something that can be wild, but it's still strong and you know, his heart, um, you know, has a great chin. 
you know, the guy that's not, you know, is willing to get hit and still come back with his shot too. So, I mean, like I said, great counter puncher. And the guy that's always, you know, when he is the underdog, he always rides to the to the occasion. At least at 140 pounds. So, um, you know, with me, I feel like I do a lot of things great. You know, I feel like I can box. I feel like I can bang. You know, I feel like you know I can do it all. So it's not just one thing. I can just point out that I do great. Thank you. And, and then one more question. What makes your trainers, for both fighters, what makes your trainers so great? You know, I feel what makes my um, my trainer so great, you know, he believes in me 110%. You know, a lot of a lot of trainers are great trainers, but the, mentally they're not there for you. And I feel like Pops, you know, he he trains you hard, but he makes you believe in yourself. And I think that's, that's the most important thing in and out the ring. Well, for me, I feel like my coach is very detailed. Um, you know, always paying attention to the little things. Um, you know, even if I'm doing something right, you know, he'll still, you know, put it in my brain and still tell me, hey, keep your hands up or throw your jab or do this and do that. So with him, I feel like it's the details. You know, he's always looking for something. You know, it's never anything perfect for him. You know, everything has flaws in it, everything you can learn from. So. You know, with him, he just, you know, just details, very, very detailed coach. All right. Thank thanks you so much. Hope. Yep. Our last question is going to come from Cam Buford. Cam, if you want to unmute your mic, you can go ahead and ask your question. Hey, guys, thanks for making time. I look forward to this fight. Uh, coach James, my question for you is going when Earl was became healthy again after the accident, did you? What was that process that you took him through to kind of get him ready for for physical training or um, training for a fight? Not this fight in particular, just fight, a fight period. Did you take it easy on him and just talk to us about that process, please? Well, it was a slow process. I mean, even though you have the, the ideal of his mind in your mind, the last time you trained him was on a high level. You have to come in and kind of like uh, put the training wheels on. It's a gradual process. The gradual process. I mean. And so by the time that this camp started, he was already in shape. He had been training for like three months, four months, maybe longer than that. So it was like, um, it was the process of just, we could, we, could, we could mess around with some things and do some things and then start perfecting some other things. So we had long enough time to do it. And um, that's great because, you know, it was beautiful. And like you said, the two more weeks only helped to two more weeks to get better, to, to, to you know just be great. I got it. Thank you. And and Earl, uh, they when they look at this fight with Mikey, they they touched on that fight and said that you found some uh, opportunities in that fight. What are they missing from that fight about your fight game? That if they just focus on that one fight, they'll be overlooking. Oh, I don't know. I made that fight look easy. Well, it was easy. I had sparring harder than that, so I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think you can learn anything from that fight, really. Well, there's always something to learn, but I mean, that fight was so easy that, you know, sometimes I got no focus. No, well, I wasn't saying, what, what did you learn? I was saying, if they, uh, the Garcias focus on that fight, what would they be missing if they just focus on that fight? That's the real question. Fucking idiot. Nobody focusing on that fight. Okay. Well, you just said well, we didn't learn nothing from that. 
Was you okay. here or not? You're an idiot. He didn't watch the fight. He didn't watch the game. He said he protects Danny. Real question, you moron. Not, you know. <laughs> Fucking moron. Dan Danny, Danny, um, you going into this fight and your pops is over there fired up, saying you can you can bring anything uh, to the table. Listen, man. Don't even hear this idiot out of there, man. Bang him, man. Hang up. He's an idiot. All right, that'll be it for the media questions today, Ray. We'll turn it back dude. over to you to wrap no, no, up. You that, Thank you very much, Andrew. Greatly appreciated. Hey, Angel and, and Danny, I want to get no, from man, Danny hey, listen, as we go man, ahead. And we... Listen, man, hey, idiot writers. They're the ones that well, write we... all this bull crap about all these fighters, but they never, had, they never got clipped in the tip of the nose. They act like they know these fighters. They don't know these fighters. They got to ask real questions. Was he listening? I say that we didn't learn nothing from that fight. Oh, you talking about we learned from what? What we learned from that? That was easy money for Spence. I would have took that money too. We wanted that fight. <laughs> what the fuck? Daddy, can you give us your final comments easy as you money. get ready to collide against Errol Spence Jr. December 5th on a PBC Fox Sports pay-per-view. Your opportunity to capture both the WBC and the IBF welterweight championship of the world. You know, I'm very excited, you know, to be back on the stage and fighting for another world title. And uh, come December 5th, you know, I'm not leaving no rock on turn. We put, we're about to work right now after this. We're putting the work, hard work in every day. It's been a long camp, a great camp. And um, we feel great. We feel confident. We can't wait to December 5th. Thank you very much, Danny and Angel. We greatly appreciate it. Now for Errol Spence Jr., once again, another opportunity to defend your world championships at home, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the home of your favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys. What can we expect on December 5th against Danny Garcia? Well, you can expect an action-packed fight. If you know Danny Garcia, you've seen his fights. So you're always in exciting action-packed fights. I'm always in exciting action-packed fight, action fights. So, I mean, I think our styles are going to clash and it's going to be a – you know, historic night come December 5th, so I can't wait. You know, I know he's been training hard. I know he's 100% focused. I've been training hard. I'm 100% focused. And we're going to put on the great show come December 5th. Thank you very much to Errol Spence and Danny Garcia. Don't miss it. December 5th on Fox Sports PBC Pay-Per-View, all brought to you by TGB Promotions, Man Down Promotions, and DSG Promotions. The lead-up continues. Errol Spence, Jr., and Danny Garcia, welterweight supremacy on the line on December 5th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Limited tickets are available following COVID protocols. You can get them at SeatGeek.com or for the rest of the world, watch it on Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view on December 5th, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific time. Have a great one, everyone, and we'll see you during fight week in the Dallas area. Have a great one.